Well, enough is enough, and it's time for a change! I have so much anger. I feel like I've been raped. In the face! At no point in your rambling were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Yes, it's just discovered a new element! Just the element of surprise. It don't take fortune, it don't take fame, you don't need no credit card to ride this train. Welcome to the Element of Surprise. I'm Chadwick J. Suet, I'm your host. If you're hearing this, then you found us. Uh, remember to pass it on, tell a friend. You can find us at eosmentallyirregular backslash podbean.com or at www.facebook.com backslash eosmentallyirregular. Leave us a review. And uh, join the EOS group while you're at it and uh, get all the EOS updates that I just haven't been bothered, couldn't be bothered to do lately. Um, I've got really, re- really bad gas and it is coming out of both ends. It's just like my intestines are doing something. Uh, it feels like they're twisting around on themselves. It feels like there's a party in my belly, but not a good party. It's a party that's been going on for far too long, and everybody that's at the party is just way too drunk right now. Uh, and that being said, I haven't consumed any alcohol, what, in a couple months? So it's been a long, long time, but my guts are just doing something. And uh, it's, it's very, very bad. My burps smell like whatever I ate, which is pretty much just been, I've been living off a diet of uh, KFC and uh, Christmas cookies lately just those delicious christmas cookies that are about out and about all all around this time of year i've been eating like package after package of them from walmart we were getting the uh, package that had nine of them and uh, that just that wasn't enough so i had to upgrade to the package that has 18 and i I almost tore through that one already as well but uh whatever whatever i guess that combination of kfc um kentucky fried chicken and christmas cookies is led my internal organs to say that uh, because of this you're going to blow up with um, terrible terrible sulfuric odor gas you're gonna burp and it's gonna taste like Christmas cookies and smell like Christmas cookies and you're gonna fart and it's gonna smell like something died in your asshole Um, I don't know it's just been going on for like the past few days and I've noticed it because, you know, I mean, everybody farts, everybody farts and I, I, I fart just as much as anybody else, but usually my farts don't smell this, this terrible, you know, I mean, I know what they say. Everybody kind of likes their own brand. If you follow, if you're following what I'm saying here and that, uh, you know, basically meaning that your own farts don't smell as bad to you as they smell to somebody else. But, um, you know, that being said, these ones are smelling quite awful. And, you know, I'm sitting in the car on my way to back and forth to work. And I'm just stinking myself out. It's like I'm Dutch ovening myself left and right. And it's terrible. 
It's absolutely horrible. Um, so I, I got a bunch of things I wanted to talk to uh, talk about. I, th- I guess the first thing I want to talk about, being that I just talked about my farts, is um, that, that actually reminded me is back in the day when I would hang out with uh, before they all moved away and we became adults and all had kids and got lives of our own and things like that. Um, me, Dane, Tim, and Schmidt would hang out. And I forget exactly what how the conversation progressed, but we, we developed a, a concept which was revolutionary at its time. It was lightning in a bottle. And, uh, you know, it was uh, the concept of a butt hand. I'm going to say that again, a butt hand. Now, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're asking yourself. Hey, Chad, what the hell's a butt hand? What the fuck is that? What is a butt hand? Well, I'm going to tell you right now. A butt hand is a small hand, like um, about the size of like a baby's hand, and it's it lives in your butt, and whenever you take a shit, whenever you poop, uh, you know, you sit on the toilet and you poop, and the poop comes out, and then the butt hand reaches out and grabs the poop and pulls it back into your butt, and uh, it's very uncomfortable, and living with a butt hand has, uh, you know, it's got its consequences. There, There is no... No good way to live with a butt hand, but uh, that was the butt hand, and we, we elaborated on that quite drastically over the course of a night playing uh, SmackDown versus Raw, um, or uh, SmackDown, Here Comes the Pain. I forget which one it was. It was the one where uh, they first introduced the, uh, it had Goldberg in it, and you could play in the Elimination Chamber. I think that was uh, Here Comes the Pain. I don't really, whatever. But we talked about the butt hand for uh, a few hours, and we kept elaborating on it. Uh, Schmidt was the most put off by the butt hand. He did not like the concept at all, so that naturally meant that me, Tim, and Dane had to elaborate on it at great length um, and in explicit detail, uh, you know, about, like, the butt cheeks opening up and the hand crawling its way out. But, like, quickly it's, like, dashes out and grabs the poop and goes back in and... Somewhere along the line, it, it started talking. Like, you'd be, like, you know, walking behind somebody, and they'd be like, Psst, come here. Psst, hey, you. And, like, you know, that was, then the butt hand would come out and, like, do that little finger thing where it's, like, signals you to get closer. So that was the butt hand. And, uh, you know, I just, I guess all this talk of farting has reminded me of the butt hand. You know, I don't know how the brain works. It just, you know, I just know that mine works more fucked up than the, than the average brain. And, uh, so that was, that's the butt hand. And, um, you know, I, I, I guess now that I'm thinking about it, what kind of a, what kind of terrible, terrible world would it be if we all lived with a butt hand? Could you imagine having a butt hand? Not just in general, but in 2018. Like, what kind of butt hand would you, uh... What kind of butt hand stuff do you think in 2018, when everybody's so uber-sensitive to everything, do you think that, uh... The butt hand would... uh, What kind of problems do you think that it would cause? You know, I mean, um... The butt hand, by by design, it's nefarious. It's, it's, It's very inconvenient to have a butt hand anyway. So in 2018, um... You know, it could be could be very, very problematic to uh, have a butt hand, I guess. I, I know I wouldn't want to, uh, to have a butt hand, you know, which is weird because whenever we first concepted the butt hand, I was all about it. I was all, I was 100% on board with the butt hand, and I'm like, oh man, I hope I have a butt hand. Having a butt hand would be excellent, but, um, you know, I guess now drawbacks, 2020 hindsight, I guess, would be that uh, there'd be some drawbacks to uh, having a butt hand. 
Um, you know, the first and foremost being a self-aware hand that lives inside my butt. Um, yeah, there's, there's really no advantage to having a butt hand. No, no advantage at all. Um, but I do want to address something that I noticed. Um, as most of you know, anyone who knows me or anyone that's listened to the show knows, I am a uh, giant movie buff. I'm quite the cinephile. So, um, that being said, they released the teaser poster. Now, okay, let me, let me step back. They are making a uh, half live action, half CGI Sonic the Hedgehog movie based on the Sonic the Hedgehog game series from Sega. And um, they released the, uh, the, the teaser poster for it. And you get to see Sonic's basic silhouette with his running shoes and everything. And it's, it's just the thing of nightmares. It's like they tried to combine the classic uh, Sonic the Hedgehog look from the video games with what a real hedgehog would look like if it was an anthropomorphic, super-fast human being. So, uh, it's just the thing of nightmares. It's, it's, it's absolutely terrifying in all sorts of ways. Um, uh, Jim Carrey is going to be playing uh, Dr. Robotnik or uh, Dr. Eggman or whatever the fuck you want to call him these days. And, um, it's just going to be absolutely horrifying in a lot of ways. I, I, I'm really looking forward to this disaster because I want to see, I want to see exactly what happens in this train wreck. There's going to be bodies everywhere. But, um, you know, speaking of the 2018 and the, uh, you know, the way things are anymore, um, you know, with everybody, I guess, being so, uh, so, so fucking sensitive to everything you say or do and, you know, people are getting fucking shit on for tweets they made whenever they were fucking kids and stuff like that. People being fired whenever for laughing at a joke that uh, their superior doesn't think is funny. Shit like that, you know? I mean, just the whole, I guess, I guess it all falls into the whole PC agenda and the whole PC culture. It's just, you just can't say things anymore. And, um, you know, without there being, like, severe consequences. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. People should be responsible for their actions and for the things they say. But it's, it's getting way out of hand to the point where now, like, in my opinion, the whole freedom of speech, uh, you know, the whole right to having free speech is um, just, just kind of being slowly chipped away at until eventually we're not going to have free speech anymore. Um, you know, like, whenever I was in, whenever I was in high school... Uh, you, people, we would call things gay or queer. And, uh, you know, while I, while I see it would be offensive to homosexuals, it was just something you said. You weren't saying it to slander homosexual people. You were just saying like, oh, did you hear that, uh, Joe's dad grounded him because he found a playboy under his, uh, under his fucking, uh, bed, hit under his bed? Oh, well, that's gay. That's, that's completely gay. And, you know, I mean, did it make sense? No, but you said it, and, you know, if you were to say the same thing now, immediately there'd be a backlash. There'd be an immediate backlash about, oh, how fucking insensitive that is, and that's just not something you can say anymore. Don't say that. Um, you know, you can't th- call things retarded anymore because you you might hurt uh, somebody's feelings, and that's the whole, what it boils down to, is you're just going to hurt somebody's feelings. Oh, I don't want to get my feelings hurt. Guess what? You know what? Here, here's something that you really can't say anymore. Man up. Nut up. You're gonna get your feelings hurt. It's part of life. If you go around, if, if the the way we change, if the way we live in the world is gonna be, oh well, don't say anything that might hurt anybody's feelings, then you best you're better off just not going outside of your own house. Don't meet anybody. Don't don't make any friends. Don't g- gain any associates of any kind. Uh, don't have children. Don't have uh, family. Just lock yourself inside your house at all times, 
and uh, meet nobody. Just just be a complete agoraphobe and just stay in your house alone for the rest of your life. And that way you won't get your feelings hurt. Don't don't go on the internet. Don't watch TV. Just in a dark, dark cave. Move into a cave and live your life in a cave, you know, with the with that kind of life because you're going to get your your feelings hurt somewhere along the line it's natural it's what happens it makes us stronger as a species and if you're doing things without the intent to harm and just palling around with your buddies and they are of like minds then you're not going to offend them anyway sure somebody else is going to be offended but guess what that's just a problem of people not minding their own fucking business that's all that is you know like, uh, for example, I just said the word retarded. Um, I'm not out there making fun of retarded kids. I'm not out there looking for a bus full of uh, mentally handicapped children to, to mock. I'm just saying that uh, if something's retarded, I'm going to call it retarded. You know, if a situation is, is along the lines that I feel it's retarded, I'm going to say it's retarded. I'm not hurting anybody's feelings. And if I do, fuck you. Nut up. Uh, you can't call a uh, sex worker, they're called sex workers now, uh, they're formerly called prostitutes. Before that, they were called hookers and whores. Can't call them that anymore. Can't even call them prostitutes. That's derogatory. Got to call them sex workers. Because the last time I checked, it was legal. You know, it was, a, it was a real profession. Oh, well, I'm a sex worker. It's legal in Amsterdam and it's legal in Las Vegas. That's it. Am I saying it shouldn't be legal? No. It should absolutely be legal. Tax the fuck out of it, and the government would make up for this trillion-dollar deficit we're in immediately. But um, you know that and uh, that and the sale and consumption of weed. If they legalize that, it'd be you know legalize legalize hookers, legalize weed, and your your the, the trillion-dollar deficit this country's in is over. Problem solved. You know, and I don't want to hear about oh well, the legal ramifications or the ethical ramifications. Fuck you. Do it. You've solved your money problem. Uh, you can't call somebody fat anymore. Can't even call them overweight or rotund. That would hurt their feelings. You, you just got to say that they're big boned. They're beautiful and big boned. It's like, oh, okay, well, you know what? I, I remember whenever uh, the same person 20 years ago talked about how fat they were. But I guess that's okay. They can call themselves fat. You just can't call somebody fat. Uh, you can't call somebody a bum anymore. Like a homeless bum, like a drifter who just goes around from town to town begging for change. You can't call them a bum. Don't call them a bum. They're, they're just, they just have trouble finding work and a house and having any sort of relationship with anybody because they probably have an undiagnosed mental condition that uh, you know has cost them much and what they really need is help. But in the meantime, they're bumming it. They're being a bum. You know, maybe instead of... Uh, I don't know. Just, you can't say there's so much shit that you can't say anymore. You know, a retarded has to say instead of retarded, you got to say intellectually impaired. Uh, gay or queer, you have to say same gender, sexually attracted. Wh whores, hookers, sex care provider. Fat is a person of mass. A uh, bum, a person of homelessness. You know, you got to. Ah, uh, you can't call a person a redneck anymore. It's a person of diff of of separate region. A separate region? What the fuck does that even mean? Redneck. Can't, you know, can, you gotta call a fucking garbage man a sanitation engineer. Can't call them a fucking garbage man. They pick up your garbage. They're garbage man. Jesus Christ. 
There are words that are already on their way out. I told you to nut up earlier if you're worried about getting your feelings hurt. Man up. That's on its way out because that's not gender equal. You can't say something sexy because that's offensive towards the opposite gender. Okay, well, wait. Do you want it gender equal and be able to still feel good or do you just want it to be like eliminating all genders? Uh, you know, what's the difference? Gender equality or the elimination of gender? You know, and there are microaggressions all over the fucking place. All these microaggressions. Like, you know, you can't ask an African-American co-worker how they keep it real because that, uh, that's, that's considered racist now. Uh, you can't say that somebody's style is funky because that's racist. You, and, you know, and microaggressions, are, to me, are absolute proof of how out of hand this PC culture is. You know, uh, soon Santa Claus won't even be able to say ho, ho, ho because it might insult your mother. Thank you very much, Grimace. That one was for you. But, uh, you know, I'm like I said, I'm not out looking to mock uh, anybody. I, I'm just not afraid to call something retarded whenever it's retarded. <sighs> okay. Um, sorry, that was my little rant there. I, I, I just, I get so pissed off with um, what I call injustices, and that's the ability to not be able to uh, say or think whatever I say or think, which is already, as I've said multiple times on this show, mentally irregular. Hell, I've branded it as such. But, um, you know, it's like, you can't just say anything and have your own thoughts. You gotta, you gotta put, be on pins and needles out in the real world around everybody about, oh, can I say this? Can I say that? Oh, okay. I, that woman looks like a bird, but don't tell her she looks like a bird because that might be offensive to birds or maybe to the woman. I don't know. We're one or the other. But, uh, you know, and then you get my, the worst human of the week this week who does this shit all the time. Um, on CNN, there is an anchor named Don Lemon, and he's a political anchor and everything like that. And he thinks that he fancies himself a real smarmy, uh, a real smarmy uh, in, in the know kind of guy. But really, he's just a petty fucking bigot who thinks uh, because he is um, because he's uh, an out of the closet homosexual and um he's an African-American that, uh, he can just say whatever he wants and get away with it because he's got two, um, what he views as minority, uh, statuses working for him, you know? And like, I don't care that he uses his free speech again. Cause I just said that I, you know, I value free speech probably above anything else. I care that he's a human douchebag and he's by far and away the absolute cockiest prick on CNN, and that makes him hypocritical in the moment. You know, whatever he's saying in that moment, he, he he's right about, even if he says the exact opposite five minutes later, because five minutes later in that moment, he's right about what he's saying, which is the opposite of what he just said. You know, he doesn't admit, he's a blatant racist, first off, you know, going back to being an outward uh, and out-of-the-closet homosexual with, uh, and I'm sure out-of-the-closet is a, you know, a term you can't use anymore. PC culture is probably going to take a shit on that one. But, uh, you know, if I'm offending anybody, I, I, I don't give a shit. I, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to offend you, but I don't give a shit if you're offended by it. You know, because he's, uh, because he's gay and because he's an African-American, he, you know, he just doesn't admit to his blatant racism and sexism and, you know, uh, stereotyping because he is black and gay. He just, he will never admit to it, but I'm going to give you an example of exactly what he's said and done that, um, you know, makes him a, a very fucking big bigot and racist. So a few months ago, Kanye West of all fucking people, uh, got invited to the white house to have a sit down with Donald Trump and they brought cameras in and they watched and, and they filmed the whole thing. And I watched it because it was fucking hysterical. 
But, um, you know, at no point in time did I think that it was anything out of the ordinary of what it just was, which was Kanye West being Kanye West and Donald Trump being Donald Trump surrounded by news reporters. That's what it was. That's what it was expected to be. So I watched this whole thing and it was just it was just, you know, mildly entertaining to me. Just the, the, the way Kanye rants and the way Trump sat there and was nodding along like he was somehow following and on board with uh, Trump's with uh, Kanye's fucking ranting. But then, you know, you, CNN goes over there and they talk to Don Lemon and he called it a minstrel show. And I know a lot of you listening to this are like, OK, well, he called it a minstrel show. What's that? Google a, what a minstrel show is, because it is one of the most racist, a, racist acts performed in human history. It was a stereotypical uh, comedic show of fools where white Actors, this was in the late 1800s, early 1900s, where white actors would perform in blackface and show how foolish they were, thus saying that the whole African-American race was foolish. Now, Don Lemon, being an African-American, thinks he can just get away with that. I guess it's like uh, rappers being able to drop the N-bomb all the time, but if anybody else says it, you're, you're fucking racist. But uh, the point is that he called it a fucking minstrel show. And... You know, and he was like smiling and smarmy for it, you know, and then um, the whole Bush funeral thing, uh, he had gotten this like argument, uh, which uh, I guess you could call it a douche off. It's been called a douche off uh, by uh, by by other people as well between him and um, Chris Cuomo over the uh, the funeral for H.W. Bush. And, um, you know, he just uh, he, he, he went he talked at length about how President Obama should not have shook uh, the hand of President Trump. Which, okay, you know, maybe he was being the bigger man. You know, I'm not advocating either one of them. I, 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 I don't think that Obama's administration accomplished nearly as much as it set out to do. And I think Trump's administration is accomplishing way more than anybody gave it credit for. But uh, that being said, I, I don't like either of them. I just think politics is like the it, it, it seems to me like it's the best scripted reality show out there. And all the characters are placed for my amusement, you know, because I really don't give a shit what's going on. As long as I can sit down, record this, uh, give my free speech and I don't have fucking neo-Nazis knocking on my door ready to drag me outside for, for saying what I think. I'm a happy camper. You know, and there's a lot more there's a lot more depth to that, but nothing I'm going to just get into right now because I just don't feel like it. And but, um, you know, so he he. he, he talked about how Trump, uh, Obama shouldn't have shook Trump's hand. And then he, he proceeds to, and you can watch the video on YouTube of him doing this. He can, he says that, uh, he would not have done it if he were Obama. And he calls a stage hand over and shows this and snubs the stage hand deliberately to show how he would have snubbed, uh, Donald Trump. And Chris Cuomo calls him petty and small. And oh my God, did he get, was he offended? He goes, no, I am not petty and small. And he, he gets into this rant about how he's not petty and small. He's like, I'm a good person. You know, I'm part of the gay community and I'm in a part of the African-American community. And he just starts playing the race card and the gay card in his defense. Like that was somehow going to make it okay. Thus proving that he's a douchebag. He's a bigot. He's a fucking piece of shit. And thereby he's the worst human of the week. Okay, what else do I got? Um, Jesus Christ, that Don Lemon thing really fired me up. Um, okay, so, well, first off, I'm sick of calling him the uh, six foot five, possibly albino Louis Anderson. So, um, I'm just going to call him 
Big John from now on. Okay, yeah, Big Big John. Um, so Big John, uh, he does it again, of course. Uh, more shenanigans on his part. You know, um, just as I was thinking that I couldn't possibly be uh, more disgusted by him, he pulls an act that is so uh, traditionally and typically Big John that I had to talk about it. And uh, so he comes into work last week, and it's me, and I'm, I'm, I'm the manager for that shift, and he comes in and he sits down, and I'm like, okay, he's making himself at home. He's got his bags, as usual, was like four bags of food. And I'm thinking, okay, he's going to put these in the fridge. But no, no, he begins opening each bag. He clocks in, first off, he clocks in to, uh, to, for his shift. And then he sits down and opens up each bag and pulls out ingredients. Like, you know, uh, he bought like lunch meat and uh, cheeses and everything. And I'm talking like from the grocery store, like not, you know, like from the deli. They're like fresh ingredients. And he pulls out these ingredients and like a thing of like that squeeze on mayonnaise. Oh, I'm sorry, my gas is uh, previously mentioned gas is flaring up, and I've got the the burps coming out the the mouth end this time. So so he busts out these ingredients: this lunch meat and these uh, you know, these uh, cheese and this mayonnaise and stuff like that, all from these bags and uh, you know, fresh bread. Um, and he begins uh, he cuts the bread and he begins making himself a sandwich with fresh ingredients that he bought and just brought in with him at his fucking workstation. And then after he finishes the sandwich, it looks like one of those like freshly made deli sandwiches that you'd go and specifically buy. But it's just exactly what he wanted. It's to his liking. And then he goes, he looks at it and he says out loud to nobody in particular because I'm with a customer, but I hear him say out loud, he goes, I think I might just eat this sandwich. Well, yeah, isn't that why you fucking made it? I hope that you didn't bring a bunch of fucking uh, food ingredients in and, de- and you know, devastate the workstation with crumbs and fucking mayonnaise and garbage and shit to make a sandwich just to fucking stare at it. I think I might just eat this sandwich. Yeah, I better fucking eat the sandwich. And then um, the soda he brought with him must have been the most delicious soda, most delicious and fucking refreshing soda uh, that anybody's ever had ever because... He drank it through a straw, but every sip he'd take, he'd be, he'd go, mmm, mmm, like it was so goddamn refreshing. Like he was in a commercial for whatever brand soda that was in his cup. Just, mmm, mmm. It was just so good to him. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't get him anymore. Like I just don't fucking get him at all because, you know, he dis- he, he disgusts me to a level where I'm like, okay, well, you know, he, he's, he, he's hit a peak now. He's peaked. There's no way he can get any fucking worse. And then, you know, I mean, with the questions, the, the, the unanswerable questions and the nonsense comments to, to people and the repeating what somebody just said uh, as if he didn't hear it, but he was be- clearly the one being talked to. He, you know, I, I think he, he peaks and then he go, goes and makes a fucking full-on deli sandwich in the workstation in front of customers and shit like that. And it's just like, God damn it. Uh, Big John, Durka 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 Durk, Big John. Uh, yeah. So, you know, it's it's been that. Um, I've been playing a lot more video games lately. I've noticed. Uh, I got an Xbox One finally, and uh, you know, I got Mega Man Eleven, which uh, 
hands down. That's everything a Mega Man game should be for those of you that's played them. Uh, for those of you that haven't, I suggest playing them and uh, starting with that one. Now, start with the other ones and then work your way up to that one, so that way by the time you get to Mega Man 11, you're like, oh, you're, he's right, this is what it should be. Don't start with that one and then go down, because then you won't play the other ones, and it won't really make any sense. <laughs> um, but I also got WWE 2K19, and uh, hands down, that is by far, by far and away, the best wrestling game I've ever played in my life. It The only thing that comes close to it was back when the N64 came out and they released WrestleMania 2000 and Bad Blood. Those games were awesome. Like they just they shook the they shook what my perception of a wrestling game could be because you could create. It was whenever you, they first introduced create a character and they had entrances and stuff like that and it was awesome. But then you go to uh, you know then um, here comes the pain, which I talked about just a little while ago whenever I was talking about the butt hand. Um, comes out and like you know you got the elimination chamber and all that and it's it's very like they upgraded it, but two K nineteen is by far and away the best wrestling game I've ever played. I mean, uh, the creative wrestlers and creative titles and create a match and create a uh, venue and all that, it's fucking am amazing. The downloadable content, the free downloadable content is uncanny. You can download creative wrestlers that other people have made if you don't if you don't have the time or capacity to make that wrestler yourself. You can upload a photo of your own face or somebody's face into it and create a wrestler and put your face on that wrestler so that way you don't need to worry about spending hours trying to get your facial features to kind of look like you. It's fucking amazing. And the gameplay is solid. It's smooth It's smooth as silk and the, you know, the announcing, like uh, my previous game that I had was 2K17, which was awesome, but uh, you know, the, the ring announcing uh, during the matches, the, the match calling with Michael Cole and Jerry Lawler was just, uh, it was choppy. They would say things at times that didn't make sense. Like you'd be in the middle of a ladder match and they'd be like, this Hell in the Cell match is brought to you by Snickers. And it's like, okay, well that doesn't fucking make sense. It's kind of what I naturally expect from Michael Cole as a human being, but this, you know, it doesn't make sense. But this one, it's, it's spot on, it's smooth. They call the match like the match should be called. It's just fucking amazing. So, um, you know, I, 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 that was my gift, my Christmas gift to myself was a uh, Xbox One and 2K19, and, uh, you know, I just, I've been playing it, like, constantly. I created wrestlers, I uh, created matches, I downloaded uh, Cody Rhodes that somebody made. It's fucking amazing. It's um, from his uh, Nightmare, the American Nightmare persona that he had in ROH and in the independent leagues and all in and all that, and it's just, it's just uncanny. And, uh, you know, they, they painstakingly took the time to get his move set and his... Uh, his entrance correct, and it's fucking awesome. So, you know, anybody that can have the chance to play 2K19, I recommend it. Um, if you can't, you know, come play it with me. I've got it. Get in touch with me through uh, the EOS group or through the Facebook page, and, uh, you know, you can come over and play 2K19 with me. It's fucking amazing. Um, uh, I don't want to go into work today. You know, that's the thing. Work in retail is I got back into retail because I'd been out of retail for a while and I've forgotten how good I, I've said this before I've forgotten how good at retail I am yeah I'm, I'm a say I'm a sales machine I'm good at retail I'm good at it but um, I forgot about working the holidays and uh, working retail at the holidays is tantamount to basically willing willingly going into the pits of hell for eight hours to ten hours a day five days a week willingly and the people you meet whether fellow employees like Big John, Dirk, 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 or just you know the customers, they're just they're fucking idiots. They're just absolute fucking idiots. Um, you know, and I believe that the elderly this time of year around the holidays, they they just come out in droves 
to unleash a year's worth of pent up old person frustration just to, you know, get their old person frustration out. They're going to ask you questions, you know, like I sell, I sell appliances. So they're going to ask me uh, questions like, oh, well, this, this, why does not this uh, washing machine have the knobs that it used to have whenever I got my washing machine? Okay, well, first off, you bought your washing machine 30 years ago. Uh, the technology has advanced since then. It's just more complex. It's just made more complex. Oh, well, I don't like it. Do you have any, like, my old washing machine? No, they don't make them anymore. That's what I'm trying to tell you. They don't make it like that. Get, you know, just go somewhere and rot. Go somewhere and rot away. Wait, enjoy, enjoy your golden years, whatever's left of them. Uh, and, you know, don't, don't step out in front of a bus. Or, you know, do whatever. Whatever makes you feel good. Um, you know, and I, I, I kind of imagine that, like, they gather. Like, old people gather in their old folks' home in the lobbies or in the, you know, the, the rec room or whatever the fuck it is. Their, uh, wherever old people congregate. They just gather together and, you know, they come up with like the old person plans and you get like an old elderly guy with like a military, you know, like ex-military guy. And he's got like, you know, he's like, okay, here's the plan. Here's the, here's the assault plan. Uh, team A will go here. Uh, team B, leave your teeth there. Team three, make sure you break your hip here at this Walmart. Um, team four, track down busy employees and ramble about your grandchildren for 40 minutes to uh, someone that's overtly busy and doesn't have time to listen to your grandchildren. Uh, talks about your grandchildren. Team Team C, make sure that your Asper cream is uh, wearing off and you complain about your hip. You know, and just, they just do that. And I'm just so sick of fucking... I mean, and, you know, the regular consumer is an asshole in, in general, but just the old people, you know, and I used to feel bad. I gotta admit, I used to feel bad for old people just like, oh, you know what? They're old. They, 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 they don't live in the, in the modern times. Uh, you know, they're, they're stuck in their ways, but you know, they're just, they're just dicks. They just dig their heels into the way things used to be. And everything that's changed is wrong. You know, any form of progress is wrong. Um, you know, that's, I fucking hate old people. I hate fucking customers. I hate dealing with the public. Um, okay. I'm, uh, entertaining. Let me think. Oh, okay, so I'm not going to say who this is, but uh, let's just say I know somebody, and uh, they're, they're, they, they're currently adding on to their house. They're, they're building, they're renovating and building additions to their house. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, that's fine. You know, you want to start a family, you expand your family, go past the, the two-and-a-half-child limit, to make it uncomfortable where you can't really focus on your children. They grow up to be like uh, heroin or coke addicted fucking murderers. That's fine if that's what you want to do with your life. But, uh, you know, you got to make sure that your house is big enough to accommodate these future serial killers of America. So, um, you know, whenever they do that, they're, they're building onto their house. And it's like, okay, I see the need. I see the, uh, the reasoning for it. But they just, they're going Twilight Zone weird with it. They're going into it, like out of their way to make it like... Uh, you know, and I, I completely know who it is. It's the husband, because he's just weird like this. Like, the guy doesn't eat leftovers. You know, he, he won't eat leftovers. He'd say, throw it away. Who doesn't fucking eat leftovers? Oh, man, that was a delicious ham, that ham dinner that you made, honey. Thank you for cooking that ham with all these wonderful side dishes. I'd like to eat that again, but I can't because I already just ate it. Well, we still have enough to, uh, to feed ourselves for a few more days. That's great. Throw it away throw it into the garbage right now, but the kids might want it. Nope. Into the garbage it goes, throw it away. No leftovers ever. Yeah, you know, that's like fucking, uh, Shirley MacLaine, or not Shirley MacLaine, what was her name? Uh, 
from fucking Mommy Dearest, No More Wire Hangers. That's like fucking that level fucking shit. No more leftovers uh, ever. You know, and like, you gotta wonder how much food does this guy throw away? And is he, is he like that with fucking everything? It, does he not do leftover anything? Does he not reuse anything because it's considered a leftover in his, in his brain? You know, like every time they change clothes in that house, do they incinerate the clothes that they were previously wearing and put on a brand new pet set of never before worn clothes? Or, uh, you know, I mean, they, we, they, do they do that with clothing? Do they do that with food? What about appliances? It's like, oh, I used this refrigerator today, so we got to get this, rid of this fridge and bring a new one in to uh, store all the stuff on until, like, basically the fridge is empty and then they get a new, uh, a, a new fridge again. Or, uh, you know, what about a stove? We cooked on that stove yesterday. Get rid of it. Uh, what about cars? Do they drive a car to work and then they have to drive a new car home? Um, you know, what, what, what constitutes a leftover to them? Oh, you know what? We're going outside. Everybody get your coats on. Okay. We wore these coats to the store. So make sure everybody grabs a new coat to buy and we can throw it on on the way home. We got to incinerate the previous coats. Get rid of your coats. And you know, what about underwear? That's got to be difficult. Like every time, every time uh, that guy goes to the bathroom, does he take off a pair of underwear and have like a secret set of extra spare and never before worn tidy whities like strapped into like a, like a protective belt, like a, like a fanny pack and he pulls them out and puts on a new set of underwear so that way he doesn't reuse his leftover underwear or uh, what about houses well we slept in this house last night let's let's demolish the house have a new house built by the time we get home from work tomorrow and uh you know we'll have a brand new house what about um what about jobs does he go to a different job every day because the guy doesn't like leftovers he doesn't do leftovers so uh you know he can't do leftovers so he's gotta he's gotta do new stuff every day brand new stuff but uh anyway getting back to the remodeling getting back into the renovating and the remodeling and the additions to the house, you know, you get like, he enclosed, they, they extended and closed the porch. So you go out onto the porch now, and now that it's enclosed, it's got like an outside 65 inch TV and a full cigar bar. And like the fire pit outside has been extended and enlarged. And it's got like a hidden built in, like in ground cooler which I don't even fucking know how that works. Is it cool all the time? Is it, uh, or do you have to bring your own ice? And if you, I, I assume he'd probably want to bring his own ice because reusing, having it make its own ice is like leftovers. So you have to incinerate that ice and uh, bring in new ice. So I'm assuming he brings in new ice. Um, you know, it, but like who needs a fucking outside 65 inch TV with a cigar bar? It's fucking December. Are you really going to go outside and sit on your... Yeah, it's enclosed and it's got a heater out there so you can stay warm. But are you really going to go outside and sit on your fucking porch and be like, ah, I got to watch my TV? Well, you know, maybe it's his man cave. But it isn't because he's already got one of those at another point of the house. You go to another point of the house and he's got his own man cave, which is completely separate from his outside uh, mini outside porch man cave with a 65-inch fucking TV which is right next to his goddamn living room where he's got another 65-inch fucking TV, you know? And it's just like, they just add shit for the sake of having shit. And that's just fucking annoying to me because, you know, like, I'm I, I'm not a very wealthy person, but, I, you know, it's not a jealousy thing. It's just I have never been the type who says, oh, I need that because I want it. I, I you know, I go out and I'm like, okay, that that's cool. That brings some value to my life. I could use that right now. Like, I, you know, I pretty much get new clothes at the thrift store because it's, saves me money and I would just be in the need of the new clothes. You know, I mean, I'll do most of my shopping, like expensive shopping for like work and stuff. If I got to, I'll go out of my way to Target. That's my high end level stuff. But I don't just go out and be like, ah, you know what? I just came up here to get milk. But uh, while I'm here, 
I think new cell phones, new tablets for the family, 65 inch TV, uh, you know, I need a backpack that uh, holds all my personal belongings at all times. Uh, I'm gonna need uh, a hat that uh, shows off that it's the best hat and I've got the best hat on the block. You know, I don't see the need for all that shit. And, you know, they've got a few chandeliers, and I, I, I keep imagining myself, you know, the whoever's doing the construction on the house is going to be like, okay, I think we gotta, we're good on the chandeliers, and they're going to be like, no, more chandeliers. I want a chandelier every five feet for the neck, for, for, throughout the duration of the house. Chandeliers throughout the duration of the house, every five feet. It needs to be constantly lit with glistening, glistening crystal throughout the entire house, so that way it the tiniest moonbeam of light that comes in the house will illuminate my house to full illumination at all times so nobody's ever uh, stuck in the dark. And, uh, you know, it's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. As a matter of fact, you know what? I know for a fact that I'm going to be at their house uh, and I will secretly record a podcast from the interior of their house describing what I see to you, my faithful EOS Army and listeners. And, uh, you know, just to, so that way you can see imagine and get in your head what I'm, what I'm talking about. Oh my God. It's, it's outrageous. It's, it's ridiculous. No leftovers. Doesn't eat leftovers. Who the fuck doesn't eat leftovers? Uh, you know what? Maybe they should become friends with, uh, what, what did I call him? Big, big John, big John. They should become friends with big John because he'd eat their leftovers. He could be their human garbage disposal. All right. I've got, got room for those leftovers. Oh, well, aren't you going to eat them now? No, I got room in my car. I'll put them in my car for those leftovers. Well, whatever, just as long as I don't have to eat them. Just get rid of them. Um, Jesus Christ. You know, everybody, everybody should fuck more. Everybody should just fuck more. I think what, whatever you're doing right now, if you have the ability to stop doing it and fuck, do so. You know, there's, there's the health benefits to it, first off, because, you know, it, it helps. It's good for your heart. It's good. It's like exercise. Um, the muscles tense and the uh, synapses fire and everything like that. It's basically, I read somewhere that, uh, fucking once a day is the equivalent of like a two hour full body workout or something like that. Um, cardi- cardio workout, not like heavy lifting. Uh, but I mean, that depends on who you're with, you know? So maybe, maybe it is like heavy lifting. I, I know for some females out there and some of the males are with, it is like heavy lifting, but maybe, maybe males, maybe you're a chubby chaser. Maybe that's your th- thing too. So, you know, maybe that is heavy lifting. I'm not insulting you. I'm just saying, you know, there's more health benefits to it than, you know, maybe initially, uh, based off just your standard statistics say, um, secondly, it's fun. It is so much fun. I, I, I challenge any one of you. I challenge any one of you listeners to tell me to come up with something that is more fun than sex. It's got to be more fun than sex. And I'm not saying for your own personal enjoyment for you individually. I'm saying overall, it's got to be more fun than fucking. And, uh, if somebody can prove me wrong, if somebody can prove to me that there's something out there more fun than fucking that is just agreed upon generally and not of their own personal, uh, like, then you will win a gift, which I have not yet decided upon, but you win a gift. Um, you know, it's also, it's part of uh, who we are as a species, like procreating and, you know, fucking we're, we're us. And I think dolphins are like the only two species that actually have sex for fun. Um, but it is part of who we are as a species, you know, and there's a lot of, uh, weird shit out there regarding like fucking and sex and stuff like that now. Like, you know, and I don't mean weird as in wrong, because we've already been uh, conditioned to think that uh, what is normal, 
you know, what is normal about it is, but it's, it's what we have been conditioned to think is normal is actually really bullshit. You know, um, you know, there's a lot of fear and guilt and shame that have, uh, come into play here that really have no place when it comes to a person's sexuality, uh, or just shaming of any kind, because, you know, when it comes, uh, to sex, shaming when it comes to sex is a tragedy. And, you know, and you get people out there, men and women alike, who, uh, you know, are looked at as being uh, slutty or easy or weird because they like to, uh, you know, get smacked on the ass. Uh, you know, guy, a guy that likes to be dominated is looked at as weird or uh, bondage is looked at as weird or, you know, um, polyamorous um, or swinger or cuckolding lifestyles and everything like that are looked at as weird. But, um, you know, and there's, there's a lot more kinks and fetishes than that. But, uh, you know, they're all looked upon as weird and not normal. But that's, you know, that's just what we've been conditioned to, 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 to feel like. And that's a fucking shame because, you know, it's normal to have desires and fantasies. It's not normal to be told what you feel normal normally is wrong or is bad, which is just, you know, goes to show you uh, how afraid of sex that we as a species are. And I, I myself am not. I'm comfortable with who I am sexually. I'm a straight male, but you wouldn't know it from talking to me because I'll talk about any subject. I'll talk about butt-fucking a guy like I've done it before, which I never have, but I'll talk about it because, and, you know, I'll, I'll get into detail with you because I want to, I, I think it's an interesting conversation because I'm that comfortable with who I am, you know, and I just wish that everybody... If, the, if this could be my Christmas wish, my Christmas wish to all of you, uh, both in the U.S. Army and out, and those that your loved ones and everyone around us, it's that we could just be comfortable with who we are, uh, just in general, but, you know, especially uh, sexually, because it is normal to have fantasies and desires. Um, it, I, be I believe that if you love who you are, and you love who you love, then you should experiment together, because there's no mold that you need to fit. There is no mold out there that need, that any of us need to fit. And there are no rules that we have to obey when it comes to sex, you know, just so long as both parties are in agreement and you're open with that, with, with, with that uh, person and you, and you, um, talk about it and you, uh, you know, discuss it, then, then, you know, you can find a consensus and, you know, maybe that doesn't mean that every time you bang, you're going to get a, uh, you know, a plunger or a tuba stuck in your asshole. You know, maybe that's not what your partner's into, but I'm sure you can find some common ground that you would normally not go to yourself because just you wouldn't be the type to bring it up. You know, just be comfortable with who you are and, you know, be comfortable in your own skin, all of you. That's my Christmas wish to you. You know, be you, be authentic, stop shaming yourself for whatever turns you on or gets you off. Stop shaming other people because of it. You know, let your freak flags fly. I encourage everybody out there to be just, you know, men and women alike, just to be a little bit more slutty. Just be slutty, but do it in a healthy way together with somebody you care about and somebody you love. And, you know, if you're if you're single and you're just into the night, one night stands and everything like that, more, more than likely not, you're going to be drunk. Things are going to be more kinky like that anyway. But, you know, if you're in a devoted relationship, don't, don't be afraid to you know, express, hey, I kind of like when you do this, or you kind of like, uh, do you like it whenever I do this with my thumb, or uh, whenever I wear that clown nose for no apparent reason, or whenever I ejaculate on your tits, do you like it whenever I go, Cock -a -dee -dee -dee! you know, maybe, maybe they do, maybe they don't, I don't know, but, uh, you know, everybody's got their thing, and I just encourage all of you to be, you know, be comfortable with it, and, you know, be at peace with it, and just, you know, express yourselves. And uh, I guess all this talk about sex has led, led me finally to this. You know, it is the holiday season, 
and uh, Santa and his, and his elves are busy at work making presents for all the good little boys and girls of the world. But I, I was thinking a little bit about what they do in their off season, you know, because after Christmas, Santa's off for pretty much, I'd say, minimum of six months. And, um, you know, so what, what do they do at the, uh, the North Pole? You know, they're pretty isolated. Uh, it's got Santa, Mrs. Claus, a shitload of elves or dwarves or little people or midgets or whatever you want to call them. Um, but, you know, there's not too many people from the outside world that have easy access to there. So, and there's probably too, not too much to do. It's cold. It's, uh, you know, cold and icy and snowy all the time. So, um, I like to think that maybe they have a lot of fucking orgies. You know, I think that they love having their uh, orgies. You know, the elves, uh, they're simplistic due to the workload. You know, you can just gather everybody. To, everybody's already gathered together anyway. You know, nobody up there is judgmental because, again, not too many, not too much access to the outside world. You just have the elves and Santa and Mrs. Santa, and then, of course, I guess the reindeer. But uh, you know, nobody does things with the reindeer. I'm not getting into bestiality and everything like that right now. Not even at the North Pole. But again, they're easily arranged. Um, you know, maybe sometimes Santa and Mrs. Claus will show up, and uh, Santa greases himself up. You know greases his fat old naked body up and glides into a, like a fleshy pile of elves like an old hairy walrus you know maybe maybe that maybe they do that maybe uh, mrs claus likes the variety of the orgy and uh, you know with not having many options up at the pole um you know she likes to uh you know i guess uh, cuckold the old man and play humiliation games with him uh with the with and with the elves you know maybe uh maybe uh DJ, dj mc rudy rednose uh keeps the night young for the orgies with his uh, sick laser nose shows and uh, by dropping mad beats. So, uh, you know, uh, he's, I think he's also been no known to video record the events for, uh, for the boss and old lady to watch back at later times. Uh, and then Snizzly, the, uh, the head elf, of course, runs a cocaine operation on the side, so everybody's high as fuck when they're having their orgies. You know, I mean, that's where the term snow comes from anyway, is uh, the cocaine from the, um, the, the North Pole and Snizzy the elf. So... You know, maybe that's uh, maybe that's what they like to do up at the North Pole. It's just a bunch of Mr. and Mrs. Claus elf sex orgies in their free time, which you know I'm all for. Again, I you know if that's what they want to do, I'm all for it. You know, it's it, it's one of the points of Christmas is uh, spreading love, and there's I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of love to spread up at the North Pole. Yeah, so there's that. But anyway, yesterday, yesterday being the day before Christmas Eve, me and my family decide that. Uh, we want to get out of the house. Where do we go? Where do we want to go? I suggest let's go to the mall because I have a personal reason for wanting to do it. Now, they, they can go, you know, for them, it's, yeah, maybe Santa's there. Uh, for the boy, maybe uh, Ash can take a look at some stores and do some last-minute Christmas shopping. But for me, I just want to see all the fucking nonsense of those last-minute shoppers uh, who are panicking and scrambling to get their last-minute gifts in. I want to see them fucking... Uh, you know, fighting each other and like breaking each other's necks. I wanted to see somebody get their spinal cord ripped out like in Mortal Kombat. I wanted to see somebody uh, with an AK-47 standing on top of the fucking uh, Christmas tree just mowing down people. Um, wasn't that bad, but I will say it didn't disappoint. Right, right off the bat, we get to the mall, parking lot's packed, and uh, we park, we go inside the mall. Right off the bat, who do we see? No, no, none other then a, uh, a jolly old, nope, it wasn't St. Nick, it was just some random fucking guy smiling from ear to ear, he was smiling like, uh, for fans of the Batman comics and, uh, television shows and, uh, cartoons, you remember the Joker toxin, 
where he the Joker would uh, poison his victims and they would die with their their face like in like a, a smile that looked like it was painful and terrifying. That guy was smiling like that, and he had one one wrapped gift, but it must have been the gift that he's been waiting to get somebody in his life because he was smiling like he was poisoned with Joker toxin. Like he had the Joker venom going through his veins. And uh, he was actually pretty pale too. He might have been poisoned. But uh, the best part of this is he was like 75. And so he's like, you know that old person shuffle that uh, old people do when they walk? It's not quite a walk because they're not really stepping. Stepping, Their feet aren't coming off the ground. They're just shuffling forward and they got kind of like that, that hunch to their back. He had... All, he was rocking all that old man pose and the old man shuffle, and he had this one gift, and he was just so fucking happy. And right off the bat, I turned to Ash, I said, oh, this is going to be fun. This is going to be fun, and it was. I'm going to list for you some of the things I've seen. Number one, I seen a man with a Santa Claus hat on yelling at children. Not his children, just other children about the spirit of Christmas. Be nice, because Santa's watching. He's saying it like he's a, like he is a uh, hired agent for Santa Claus, and he himself will report back to back to the big old jolly Klaus if um, these children are misbehaving. And um, he's saying it in a way that's like not like, oh, you guys better watch out, Santa's watching. He's like, hey, you guys better be stop what you're doing. Be nice to each other. Santa's watching. You know, it was very authoritarian. It was very much like CIA or uh, Secret Service styled. Like, attention, we've got a uh, we've got a possible uh, naughty situation here. We've got to uh, unlist, uh, un, 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 send send in the dogs, send in the dogs to uh, to handle this naughty situation. Very much like that. And uh, these kids looked pretty terrified. <clears throat> maybe not, uh, is, I think they were terrified because this was not their parent. And then the mom proceeded to, uh, you know, get in his face. And, uh, you know, I just started thinking joy to the world in my head. And, uh, it was pretty entertaining. Next, I seen a lady who I'm pretty sure was a hooker. If not, her sense of style needs to be brought into, um, into consideration here because she dressed like she was a hooker. It's the day before Christmas Eve. She's not, she's, she's definitely dressed festive, but not, it's, it's more like, uh, back page, dark web website festive than it was, uh, like holiday festive. She was, she, she had on a pair of, um, what are those, those leggings that women seem to like to wear, but they were like leopard print and like a pair of like above-the-knee leather boots, and uh, and I know it's pronounced boots, but I, I'm going to call them boots. She had on a pair of above-the-knee leather boots and uh, like a leather, a short leather jacket, and her hair was all like did up, and she had makeup on that was not quite Mimi from the Drew Carey show level, but almost there, and uh, just walking around the mall. I For the life of me, I didn't see her go into a store because I followed her for at least one lap around the, uh, the mall, with uh, my son acting like I was going to get take him into a into a store, and I just like, oh no, wait, not that store, not that store, just so I could keep an eye on this beast and uh, see what she was doing. I'm pretty sure she was just looking for Johns. So um, yeah, there 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 was the holiday hooker. We had old man shuffling, and then the best, 
the absolute best, my favorite. And I, you know, I kind of feel bad for the, for the individual, uh, I'm about to describe to you because just because of the situation he's in, because of how he has to live. But the humor factor was too much to ignore. So there's this guy and he's dressed like, you know, he's got one of those holiday hats on, but it wasn't a Santa hat. It was one of those holiday elf hats that has the, the ears attached to it for some reason, because we all know that, uh, ears are attached to your hat, not to the side of your head. But, uh, he had those, uh, one of those elf hats with the ears on it. And then he had like a polo shirt on, like, I guess he worked in the mall somewhere, but he had two prosthetic legs. And because he had two prosthetic legs, they had to be shorter so that way he could, you know, balance on them. So I saw that with the elf hat and I, I just went to myself. I went, yes, yes. And I was excited. Then lo and behold, a Christmas miracle. This man gets on an escalator going up. And I'm like, oh, yes. And Anakin's like, daddy, why does that guy have robot legs? And I'm like, mm, trying my best not to bust out laughing at that comment because it's just making it better. He's just bringing more attention to what I'm already, you know, um, overjoyed with. And I'm like, I don't know, buddy. I don't know. I'm like trying to mumble under my breath so that way I don't bust out laughing or end up talking about it because, you know, I got to save something for, for you guys to talk to hear. If I start going off about it, then I'm not going to remember what I said and it's not going to be the same talking about it a second time. So he's riding the escalator he's got his elf hat on. And because of his prosthetic legs being shorter so he can balance on them, he's maybe four foot five because of this. So he's elf sized. And I'm just like, well, Anakin, did you know that that's one of Santa's elves? And he goes, really? But he's got robot legs. And he says robot legs again about this poor fucking guy's prosthetic legs. And I'm like, yeah, buddy. Uh, sometimes they have, uh, sometimes they're cyborgs. So uh, <laughs> he goes, well, what's he doing at the moment? I go, he's watching kids. He's watching them. So that way he can report back to uh, Santa if you guys are behaving and being good, you know, on the day before, it's two days till Christmas. So he's got to let you know. And the robot legs are so way they got little like Iron Man so he can fly off and go back to the North Pole. And I'm telling my my seven year old son this in the mall and he's looking at me mesmerized, not like the look of a kid who's just like, can't believe what you're saying or like that lost blank stare that kids sometimes give you. But he's staring at me like my dad is telling me a 100 percent actual truth right now. He's, he's giving me the facts about Santa Claus and elves. And so I am being, I'm being given vital information for my future of Christmas right now is the look on his face. It's, it's that kids. Wow. Look that they give. And the more I'm like making eye contact with him and seeing the look on his face. And then I, I glance over and there's the guy with the legs, the more into it, I just keep rolling. I just keep elaborating and making it even more and more absurd. Okay. Well, yeah, you know, some that's, they got little jets in their uh, feet so that way they can fly back to the North pole. That's why they got robot legs. You know, some, not all of them got robot legs. Some of them got magic, but the, the, the ones that uh, have robot legs don't need magic because they got robot legs. So they can fly around like Iron Man and, you know, that's how they get back and forth to the North Pole. That's how they get outside your window at night. And I started talking about how he peeks in the window to make sure Anakin's sleeping, uh, which is creepy as shit. And Anakin's just staring at me. He's like, really? I'm like, yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. I'm like, I go outside sometimes. I bring him a cup of warm cocoa because I know he gets cold out there. It's the December. And Anakin's like, are you friends with that elf? I'm like, I'm not, I wouldn't call us friends, but, uh, you know, we, 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 we're acquainted 
we we have a uh, we have a business relationship. It's a working relationship together. About uh, you know, he keeps an eye on you and reports back to Santa. And you know, Dad, uh, Dad, make sure he's well taken care of when he's in the area. So that way, uh, you know, nothing bad happens to him. So that way, Santa gets all the vital information on you. And you know, I just keep going off like that, just like ranting now at him about this this guy with fucking prosthetic legs. So uh, and an elf hat on. So that, that, that happened. That was, uh, part of my, my visit to the mall two days before Christmas. Um, there was more to it that uh, just didn't quite live up. Um, oh yeah, there was a lady in the food court. Okay. So we go to the food court. We go to the food court to, to, uh, you know, eat and, uh, we we get our food and we're sitting down and there's this lady that worked at, uh, it was a Philly cheesesteak restaurant that they have in the food court at Westmoreland mall. And, uh, she was the the lady that hands out the free samples, and oh my God, you this you know how they say some poor people were born to be bad, and some people were you know either the phrase I was born for this, like you find some job or something that you're meant to do, and you're like I was born for this. This lady was born to give out free samples of of uh, Philly's cheesesteak foods at the Westmoreland Mall food court. That's that's her purpose in life. She has found her calling because she hit, she did not miss anybody. She hit everyone because our, our seats were right there. Our table was right there. And I'm just, you know, being a people observer, that's what I do. It's where I get my ideas from. And then I twist them around in my mentally irregular fucking gourd and uh, relay them back to you because that's, of course, what you guys want to hear is just me ranting about nonsense. But, uh, you know, that's the element of surprise. That's what, that's the whole meaning of it is that you don't know what I'm going to say or what any topic's going to be about. It's the element of surprise. You co- you go into it blind and, uh, you know, just got to hope for the best, I hope. But um, so she hit everyone. I'm keeping an eye on her the whole time we're eating our food. And she hit every single person. She did not miss anyone, children included. Children old enough to have a free sample. She was like, have a free sample? Would you like a free sample? Here, have a free sample. Try a free sample, sir. Sir, free sample, ma'am. Ma'am, would the, would the kids like a free sample? Would you like a free sample? Just free sample to everybody. And Ash even looks at me and goes, oh my God, is she going to shut up? How many times should she, is she going to say free free sample? I said, if we drank anymore, we should make this a game. Every time she says free, free, free sample, we should take a shot. And she goes, we'd be drunk in five minutes. I go, absolutely. So, you know, and that led me to the idea of us actually being uh, shit-faced walking around the mall with our seven-year-old son. And uh, we, we didn't actually do that, but uh, it led me to imagining what that would be like. And, um, you know, kind of like Doctor Strange looking into the future to see uh, outcomes and, you know, how many outcomes did they beat Thanos in, uh, in Infinity War. Much like that, I, I probably saw... Um, well over 2,000 possible outcomes. None of them ended without me getting arrested. So uh, that was the, 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 there was that lady. And I swear to God, even as we left, she asked us if we wanted a free sample before we sat down with the food. She asked us again if we wanted a free sample when we were getting rid of the food because we'd just eaten and would, you know, clearly we're still hungry. So yes, a free sample, which I did take one and it was delicious. But uh, man, she loves her job. I, I don't think I've ever loved anything as much as this woman loves handing out free samples to people. I, I'm not kidding. I do not think I have ever loved anything as much as this woman loves handing out free samples. And I've got an undying love for my family and my son and all sorts of uh, people and friends and you know uh, this podcast and stuff. I've got an undying love that can't be measured or described in words accurately. And 
this woman fucking her love of handing out free samples made me look like I made it made me look like I was a piece of shit. She's just like free sample, sir. Have a free sample. The smile never left her face. She was gleaming. She had on her holiday gear. She was handing out free samples like it was nobody's business. She was handing out free samples like it was a fucking contest, and she like she could win a million dollars for handing out the most samples. That's how many free samples this woman wanted to hand out, and she was on it. Okay, well, you know what? I will get back to you with more in a little bit as I actually have to go to work right now. But, uh, you know, that's just a tiny, tiny tidbit of uh, my, my day at the mall yesterday on uh, the day before Christmas Eve. So, uh, yeah. I think that's going to do it for this episode, ladies and gents. Uh, thank you for sticking with me. And uh, Merry Christmas to all. Go and check out a fireside chat with Ryan McCormick. Go and check out 4AM Knows All My Secrets. Uh, currently, I got to admit, currently 4AM Knows All My Secrets is my favorite podcast to listen to uh, with Ryan McCormick and uh, Tiffany Moore. Uh, both of those are found on Libsyn.com. Check out Case in Point with Justin Case on Audio Boom as well as now on YouTube. Uh, check out McSauce uh, with the boys from McSauce, Pat, Pat, uh, Matt, Ian, and Paul um, on Podomatic and on YouTube. And, uh, of course, cue the fucking bear music.